0: Welcome to the Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast, where life coach and solo travel expert, Zena, teaches you how to feel confident, empowered, and prepared to take on any solo travel experience. Here is your host, who is not afraid to say it like it is, Zena Jones. Hello, my fellow free spirits. How are you doing today? I hope you are magically well. Today we are talking about a topic which I have been doing a lot of work around, a lot of coaching on with my clients, and I am fascinated with. And that is why we struggle to be ourselves and how to be more authentically you. Okay. So I'm just gonna dive straight on in. I want you to think about why it may be that we struggle to be ourselves sometimes. So, so often I hear things like, oh, just be yourself. Right. Just be yourself. They'll love you. <laughs> I remember hearing that and being like, yeah, but um, how? <laughs> Who even am I? How do I do that? Like, what does that look like? Right. And what if they don't? All these kinds of things. Right. But there is a lot of good reason why many of us struggle to be ourselves. Okay. If you were to think about the upbringing you had, did you see role models of, you know, the people who raised you, right? Did you see those role models in your life being themselves? Or perhaps did you see a little bit of, you know, them being one person when they were perhaps in the family? And then being another person when they were in a social environment or with their friends or, you know, out in public. And I'll give you an example of this. I remember my dad saying something about one of his workmates and he said something not very nice about the type of beer that he drank. And then his workmate was there and my dad asked me to go and get a beer for him. And so I went to the fridge and I brought his beer back And I replayed the comment that my dad had made in private, you know, in front of me and my mom. And I replayed that, that, which I'm not going to repeat on the podcast because it wasn't very nice, right? And I replayed that in front of his friend and my dad completely denied it and said, what are you even talking about? Right? So my dad didn't want to be that person in front of his friend. He was pretending to be someone else. Right. And this is something I saw a lot growing up from my parents is like, you know, saying one thing and doing another. Right. So when you think they are one person, they go and be someone else in a different environment. And I think many of us see that growing up. Um, Another thing I was thinking about is rejection. So if you have and most of us have, right, experienced rejection, especially as a child or a teenager that can be a very traumatic experience and i remember at around age nine or ten being rejected from my friend circle at school and i had nobody to play with at lunchtime or in playtime like i had nobody to play with and i was wandering around in my on my own and being teased by kids for being by myself and i still remember that to this day right And I experienced a lot of rejection and I didn't want to go to school because I had no friends and I had no one to play with. And that was a really difficult time. Now, I think we learn from that, that we need to be a certain person in order to be to fit in and be accepted by our peers Right, When we are rejected in that way and we're kind of outcast from the group, we think that we therefore need to act a certain way and be a certain way or a certain type of person so that we can fit in and be included. Right, So therefore, it's like a form of protection. We're protecting ourselves by acting and being a certain way so that we can fit in and be liked. Even when that goes against who we authentically are or who we want to be, we still do that, we wear that mask, right? We wear that outfit so that we can fit in and be liked and be part of that group, right? So if you were to think back to like the caveman days, it was literally required for our survival to be part of the tribe, to fit in, to be liked. Because if you were to imagine being kicked out of the tribe and being on your own, your chances of survival on your own back in the day was pretty slim. Right. It was, you know, it it was kind of necessary to be part of a tribe for survival and evolution. Right. So that, you know, we're still kind of dealing with that in our brains. We've kind of been wired for belonging and being a part of something and fitting in. Right. Which makes sense. Right. It makes a lot of sense that. You know, we are so afraid of rejection that we sometimes alter or edit ourselves to try and fit into the mold of what we think we need to be in order to fit into the environment, therefore be accepted by other people, right? Now it's like a catch 22, right? Because the thing is, if we are not being our true selves, we can't find the people who really love us the way that we are, right? When we're not showing up as our authentic selves. Now, here's the thing is it will always, I think, kind of tug at you, you know, like a toddler, like tugging on your clothes. (laughs) It will always tug at you if you're not being yourself when you're around other people. And so often, like we have a certain group of people or a certain environment that we are in where we are ourselves, like there will be one area of our life. And I have a beautiful client of mine and for, for her, that one area where she feels like she is a hundred percent herself is when she's dancing. So she's a dance teacher. And when she participates in this certain style of dance and she's in the class, not teaching just an actual student, and she's in the class and she's doing that dance. That's where she feels like she is 100% authentically herself. And for me, I really felt like I was able to be myself a hundred percent myself when I met my best friend. I felt like I was unconditionally accepted for all of my like strangeness and my weirdness and my quirkiness and my uniqueness and my amazingness and all of my (laughs) meanness. I was like fully accepted and I could just be myself and that was okay. Like it was safe. And now I have that same experience with my partner where I am just a hundred percent myself. Don't need to edit or alter myself or pretend to be someone in order to be liked or loved by him or approved of by him. I just get to be me and know that no matter what, like that's okay. Right. So for most of us, we do have an environment or perhaps some people that we are around where we really, like we, feel like we can be ourselves, right? Which is great because we're going to harness that and use that in just a minute. But before we do that, I want you just to kind of think about the fact that many of us have buried our true selves under like layers and layers of who we think other people want us to be, who we think it is socially acceptable to, to be and who we think we should be in order to be accepted and remain part of the group. Right now today, however, we live in a very different world, a a world where if you aren't being yourself. Like if you feel out of integrity, that's that kind of tug on the clothing. I don't know if I actually finished that bit, right? But like that that kind of tug from the toddler on the clothing where you, it's kind of like gnawing at you. When you are out of integrity and you've got that tug, that internal tug, it's like this kind of alarm going off deep inside of you. And sometimes we try to like muffle that alarm and we ignore it and we, you know, brush the toddler off and pretend like they're not tugging on our clothes. But the thing is, it doesn't go away. We know we're living out of integrity. We know we're not being authentically ourselves. Something feels off. We can't always put our finger on it. We can't always label it. But there is that tugging, that gnawing, that Um, kind of alarm inside of us that we're trying to muffle that is ringing, right? So one thing I want you to imagine is when you were were a baby and you were born into this world, right, you were completely yourself 100% of the time. You had no concern for what other people might think of you. No worry about fitting in or about being liked. Right? That is how we are born into the world. Being ourselves. Right? So the question becomes, how do we begin to remove the layers that we have, you know, kind of placed over ourselves to get back to that place? Right, the layers of who we think we're supposed to be, the layers of who we think we society wants us to be, of who we think we should be in order to be accepted. Right? How do we start to remove those layers to get back to our true, authentic selves? Right? You're with me. (laughs) All right. So I have a couple of things that I want to share with you as it relates to this. But one of the things I want to talk about is bringing it back to that one area of your life, right? Something perhaps that you do as an activity, right? Like I shared with you before, I have a client who does dance and feels like she can be completely herself there. Or is it maybe a group of people that you can be with where you feel like you are completely yourself? You are not worried about what they think, you don't have to edit who you are or, you know pretend to be a certain way or say certain things. You're just comfortable and 100% yourself, right? Because if you can come up with that thing, and my guess is my friend that you can, right? Maybe for you, it's like traveling. I'll offer you that because when I used to travel, especially like solo travel for me, I could 100% be myself because I, These people didn't know me. So I could just be me and they could make a decision as to whether or not they liked me. Like they didn't have any preconceived ideas of who I was or who they thought I was. I could just show up however I wanted. Right. So for you, it could be solo travel too. Right. But think of that area of your life or those group of people or, you know, a certain person that you are with where you really feel like you can be yourself. And think about. What are your thoughts about you when you're with them? Or what are your thoughts about you when you're doing that activity? Right? And once you have a look at that, there's no doubt going to be some thoughts that you can copy from that area of your life and paste to where you are now. So maybe you are in this environment. Like I'll I'll use the example of being with my partner, right? And one of the thoughts I have is he just loves me for me, right? And when I'm with him, another thought I have is the more me I am, the more fun we have, right? So can you copy and paste thoughts like that into your relationships throughout the rest of your life, into the rest of the areas that you show up in the world, right? At work. Right. The more me I am, the more fun we have here at work. Right. Is that something you can do? Can you copy and paste those thoughts? That's one thing I want to offer you, my friends. But another thing is in order to be more authentically you. Right. The question I often get asked is, how do I do that? Here is what I want to say to speak to that. You need to get to know yourself. You need to really build a relationship with you. Right? We spend so much time getting to know other people, right? And creating relationships with other people. But how much time have you spent getting to know you and creating a relationship with yourself? And here's how I love to do that. Know like and trust step one, get to know yourself, right? What are the things that you like to do in your free time? What are the things that you can do that you like completely lose track of time doing, right? Take a personality test, have a look at like values tests, do the Myers Briggs test, right? And there's another one, um, gosh, there's another one from Penn state university. It's all related to positive psychology. I can't think of the name right now, but there's so many great tests out there that you can do, like that will show you more about your personality and your values and who you are and, you know, all sorts of things, right? Think about who you spend time with that feels like it energizes you, right? Who are the people you spend time with that you just walk away and you're like, oh, that was so good, right? That was so wholesome. And then think about like, who is it that you spend time with that you feel depleted, and why. Right, get to know yourself on such a deep level. Make a list of your strengths. Make a list of your weaknesses. Think about how your closest friends describe you and don't be afraid to ask them. I've done this. I, sent, I, sent, I think I picked five friends once and I sent them a list of questions and I was like you need to be really honest and answer these questions for me please. <laughs> I got them to describe me in different categories. And it was so interesting to see these strengths that they thought I had that I couldn't even see in myself. Fascinating, right? But step one is really getting to know yourself. Take yourself on a date. Take yourself out to a park. Go for a walk, right? Take yourself out for a coffee. Take yourself out for dinner. Go to the movies on your own. Get to know yourself, Right? Step one is really creating that relationship with you. Now, the second part of that is like, right? No like and trust, right? Do you like yourself? Because this is a big part of the work is if you want to be more authentically you around other people, you have to like who you are. So you feel safe and comfortable being yourself around them and that includes learning to like or love your weaknesses the things that you think might hold you back right and even then like i don't i don't see them as weaknesses but things like people would identify as weaknesses in me would are things like my stubbornness and my dramaticness <laughs> being dramatic whatever now i think those things are fucking awesome <laughs> because I've really learned to like and appreciate those things about myself. My stubbornness means I will see shit through. <laughs> when I say I'm going to do something, you can be rest assured, I will do it because <laughs> I'm so stubborn, right? Like I have learned to really like that about me. And my dramaticness, people, like I remember this one friend a long time ago telling me that I shouldn't be so dramatic. I always, I always like, Overdramatize everything it's never as bad as I make it out to be and I'm like you know what I think that serves me hugely when it comes to you know sharing stories my friends today love that I'm dramatic they love the way I tell stories and like draw them in and we laugh about it all the time it really serves me in this podcast and the way I'm able to describe things in my YouTube videos FYI if you haven't watched my YouTube videos they're pretty cool <laughs> Go check them out. They're very short and sharp and sweet and valuable. But it really serves me in being able to embrace the fact and like the fact that I'm dramatic because I use my hands and I get really into describing things. And I just think that that's fun. I think my being dramatic is fun, right? But what I want to show you here is I have really learned to like all of the parts of me, even the bits that sometimes I might wish were different. I can still appreciate them, right? And when I do that, it is so much easier to embrace them, all the parts of me around other people, right? And not need them to approve of me, you know, or, you know, try and, gosh, what am I trying to say? I don't even know. (laughs) But what I want to demonstrate here is step one, get to know yourself, right? Step two is really like all of those parts of yourself. So you don't need someone else to kind of validate you. That's the word I wanted to like validate you or approve of you because you do that for yourself, right? It's not necessary that other people do it, right? And step three is trusting. Trusting yourself. Right. Once you really get to know yourself and create a relationship with yourself, it is so much easier to trust yourself. Right. Trust that you will be okay no matter what. Trust that you can handle whatever comes your way. Trust that even if people don't accept you into their group in air quotes. Right. Trust that you will be all right and you will still find your people. Right. It's so funny because I was thinking about this the other day. Like even when you are outcast from the group, you still find another group of outcasts. Right. Like even the rebels and the misfits still congregate together. You'll always find your people. Right. (laughs) And don't forget that the more you can learn to be yourself, and it is a process, my friends, right? But the more you can learn to be your authentic self, the more you will attract people into your life who like that and love that about you, right? It's like when you, when we are our authentic selves, it's like we're wearing the best perfume. You know when you walk past someone and you're like, oh my God, what is that? I need to know what that smell is, it's delicious. What perfume are you wearing? It's divine, right? Like there will be people who feel that way about us when we are being ourselves. When we're being so authentic and true, there will be people who are like, oh my God, I need you in my life. You are my person, right? Imagine those kinds of connections. Isn't that a beautiful thing? (laughs) I want to tell you like a slightly funny story here, and that is... When I started online dating and I decided that I was going to find someone to share my life with and FYI we just celebrated two years together but when I decided to start this process one of the things that I decided to do was to be myself as much as I could and what that meant was you know not beating myself up for saying the wrong thing or trying to say the right thing but just instead of letting myself answer the questions and be who I was and let that be enough. One thing I did was I know this is going to sound really silly it's a little bit vulnerable but we're going to go with it I decided not to wear padded bras because I have these like beautiful Victoria Secrets super padded push up bras, which are like my favorites, because it makes it look like I have boobs, and I've got tiny little boobs, and I would love to have bigger boobs, but I have the boobs I have, right? And I decided to stop wearing those bras because I felt like I was advertising someone that I wasn't. I was like, I want to be as me as I possibly can, and. So I wore my just regular bras and instead of dressing up, like I have lots of really beautiful clothes from working in a fashion designer and instead of wearing those, I was like, you know what? I love wearing my casual clothes. Like I just love being in like Jeans and a t-shirt or a denim skirt and a t-shirt. Like that's my favorite stuff. I don't even love like dressing up. It's nice every now and again, but it's not who I really am. So when I would go on these dates, I would not dress up. I would just go really like casual and like me. I would ask myself what feels most me and most comfortable to be wearing. What would I be wearing if I was hanging out with my friends right now? Going to dinner with my friends, what would I be wearing? And that was what I would wear. Right. I would go with minimal makeup, all of those things, because I was so focused on just being me instead of pretending to be someone or dressing up all of the time. Right. Like if that's you and that's who you are and what you love to do, by all means, I think that's fantastic and do it. But for me, it's not. Right, that felt false, that felt fake to me because it's not who I am. It's a very rare occasion that I put on a full face of makeup and get very dressed up. (laughs) That's not who I am, right? So I was just so consciously aware of trying to not try, (laughs) it's so funny, but just trying to just let that all go and just be me. Does that make sense? <laughs> if I was on a coaching call with you right now, I'd be like, "Okay, did that land? Tell me what you tell me what you took away from that." <laughs> All right, my friends, that's the last thing I want to leave you with, but I think the key here is to really see the areas where you feel like you can be authentically yourself in your life and look at why. Like why is it that you feel so safe and comfortable in that environment? And how can you apply those thoughts, copy and paste them to other areas of your life, right? I think also just to recap, giving yourself some grace and compassion and understanding without the judgment, right? Bit of curiosity there for why it may be a struggle to be yourself, Right, as we explained in the beginning. And then the last thing is really focusing on creating that relationship you have with yourself through getting to know yourself, learning to like yourself exactly the way you are, right, and then creating trust. Know, like, and trust. All right, my friends, have a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful. It is not a podcast with me, y'all, if we don't create a new word or muddle one up. That's just how we roll. Have a beautiful, amazing, magical week, my free spirits. I will talk to you next week. Take care. Hey, if you are loving everything you are hearing here on the podcast and you are ready to create a bigger life, a life with more love, joy and freedom, then I want to personally invite you to join me on a zoom call where we can explore what it will look like to have me in your corner, helping you apply the coaching tools that you are learning here on the podcast to your life. Come on over to xenajones.com that's dot scom and book your free call today.